Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Who wants better sex? And who wants it, like, immediately? If you're looking to lubricate and luxuriate your lovemaking, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. It's the easiest, most discreet way to let your curiosity take the Rains. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly for free and fast. That's 50% off one item, free shipping with rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAPA at checkout. That's PAPA, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAPA to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey, everybody. Murph here real quick. Uh, We're taking a little break from the main feed for the holidays, so please enjoy this feed drop of our friend Zach Oyama's podcast. Uh, You can get new episodes of the Rotating Heroes podcast at their Patreon, Rotating Heroes Pod. Uh, We've also got a new episode of Hearthside Chats up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's in our short rest feed this week. Uh, If you want to check that out, that's all. Happy holidays, everybody. On with the show. Welcome back to episode two of the Rotating Heroes podcast. Uh, thanks for coming back. I'm joined by the same crew from the first episode uh, on this first adventure. Uh, first off, we have Emily Axford. Hi, yeah, I play Britta Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, as snotty as ever, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I can talk like myself, but. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I thought you had a cold. Uh Next up, we have Mike Trapp. Hello, I am Turbine Spizzles, Inc. And then finally, uh, Siobhan Thompson. Hello, uh, I am playing Astrid Starborn, everybody's favorite rich kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know how everyone picks a favorite rich kid? Yeah. Just Everybody <laughs> has a favorite rich kid, and this is everybody's. They you collect better. cards. <laughs> <laughs> this feels uh, like very good branding. I would love a rich kid trading card pack. I think that would be oh, extremely funny. I would love to burn them. <laughs> Richie Rich. Astrid Starborn. Yes, um, that's true. Little kid Batman. Whoa, I got five cards just named Trip. <laughs> Trip the seventh? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay, so to get back into it, I'll, I'll give you all a little recap. In the first episode, we entered the world of Amalar where we found ourselves outside the Endless Holt to the east and uh, outside the Bonber Mountains in a small town of Aberdeen on the Day of Remembrance, where the entire town honored the fallen doors in Burham while also sneakily having a touristy holiday festival. We found obelisk superfan Turbine the Gnomish Bard starting his day, brushing off his concerns by his overly by-the-book engineering parents 
and the needy barflies at the Peanuts Lament to hop into his horrifying car with wheels made of boots to work the Day of Remembrance Festival, where he was bullied by Raider, Bink, and Bonk and ended up having to use all his money to pay for their entry after they snuck in. <laughs> Sorry about that, uh, <laughs> Turbine. That was such a sweet moment. I mean, who didn't fall for uh, Turbine in that moment? <laughs> And then after that, Brenda Elizabeth awoke from a majestic dream where she galloped with the other beautiful forces. It was such a good dream. With other beautiful horses toward a lake of soup and found that her eight grandparents had saved up enough to buy her a wristband for the festival. After hugging all eight of them multiple times, she set out and also had a confrontation with Raider Bink and her secret crush, Bonk. Bonk is beautiful. Which was a huge revelation to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Astrid Starburn awoke in her beautiful penthouse room at the Starburn Hotel, which her father owns, to find a VIP wristband for the festival from her daddy, where she uh, went and immediately won the friendship of Turbine and Brenda Elizabeth with her confidence and the little prizes of a stuffed animal horse and a banana. I really love the idea uh, that she won the friendship with her confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She did kind of power through it. I guess we're friends now. You seem really sure that we were. <laughs> there, I think it's like that that sort of situation where like one kid just has more of a will to make something happen and the mm. other kids are just there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then after that, uh, proceeded to generally enjoy the offer, other offerings of the festival like the Axe Toss and then the much anticipated horse show itself. Um, as this uneasy friendship formed, the peaceful vibe of Aberdeen was shattered by the otherworldly horn blowing from none other than the long dormant nearby obelisk. A voice revealing itself to be Barnabas Glenfin issued a call for applicants to work at the obelisk. Signups were held in the form of a challenge. Retrieve a quill from the floating drones and sign up. With a combination of skills including playing a piano, brute strength, and immediately noticing one of the drones in a horse's mouth... <laughs> I remember playing piano. Piano was me, right? <laughs> yeah, Brenda, you know how to play the piano, right? <laughs> Brenda, listen, excuse me. Uh, the trio found themselves on the sign-up sheet, uh, along with nine other lucky townsfolk, and proceeded to enter the obelisk where they were greeted by none other than Barnabas Glenfin in the flesh, and also a little bit of metal. So that brings us where we are today. Have we rested or are we still down our slots and stuff from last time? I wasn't anticipating y'all taking a rest, but um, you're not like hurt yet, right? You just had, you just used up some slots. I mean, Brenda did take a ton. I mean, sorry, Brenda Elizabeth did take a ton of damage. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you got uh, kind of kicked in the face by a couple of horses, right? <laughs> yeah. So... After you signed up, you were greeted by Barnabas Glenfin. He is this like almost like Inspector Gadget looking elf. He's got kind of a uh, metallic looking beard, uh, metallic oh. points on the ends of his ears and like kind of whirs and stuff. Like you, you can tell that there's like gadgets hidden within his suit. He's like kind of like a little awkward for lack of a better word. He He, he looks a little uncomfortable in his own skin. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth, being someone who is also the same way, does not clock this. <laughs> he seems really comfortable with himself. A really normal guy. Astrid has found 18 different ways to bully this person already. <laughs> <laughs> he, his eyes dart at Astrid as he knows that this is maybe coming. 
<laughs> you and the rest of the applicants follow Barnabas onto the obelisk itself, and you enter a large <laughs> <laughs> turbine once again screams a high-pitched squeal that everyone uh, around him just kind of immediately cringes from. <laughs> my my poofy bangs sort of uh, catch the wind of that scream. <laughs> <laughs> just echoes of vibrations. <laughs> Looking around everywhere. Your Am bangs have somehow less weight than normal hair. It's so light. Like, I it's only just so frail. bangs. <laughs> really damaged hair. <laughs> Am, I, yeah. Am I on the horse still? <laughs> Yeah, you, you're 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 leading the horse. I would say, Galfes, uh, <laughs> the horse. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you you the other contestants, Galfes and Barnabas, all step into a large copper atrium shaped like a massive teardrop uh, light bulb, and in the center, up in the top of the dome, is a bizarre warbling chandelier spinning in the air. The chandelier consists of floating metallic orbs, a copper one and a silver one and iron, etc. And they're all held together by some kind of powerful electromagnetic force that spins it on an axis like a neutron. You notice as you come in, like your footsteps aren't really making much noise for the metal that you're walking on. It's like should be clanging, but it's somehow dulled. Could I listen to Galfas's clomping feet? Yeah. So you're you're looking out for his feet clomping. Yeah, I just want to. No, see. obviously it could be loud. It's like it's quiet. Really muffled. <sighs> the hooves are muffled. He's got horseshoes on and everything. I like kind of get down on all fours and just start like banging on the floor to see what it does. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, uh, there's um this alloy actually stops um the uh, traveling of sound waves. Uh, you know, metal often is um, uh, much louder than this, so you don't have to bang on it that hard. <laughs> I'm banging even I harder. I smash it with my hammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please. It, it can, it can take it, but maybe we shouldn't. I start uh, playing my concertina into the floor. <laughs> I prance around doing my horse gallop to see if I can make a gallop noise. <laughs> okay, so I, I think we've proven our point. Everyone, everyone, try banging on the floor. Everyone and now, if we all jump in perfect unison, we can make a sound. Raider is just punching the ground. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I can't hear it. I tried to convince everyone to stomp at the same time. That's a stupid idea. I have a good idea. Everybody stomp at the same time. Good one, Astrid. <laughs> Whoa, good idea. Yeah. Uh, the one human there is like, whoa, that's actually a pretty sick idea. And just like kind of hops with his sandals. And it's just kind of like Wow, this horse is chill as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like everyone else is like a halfling, a dwarf, or a gnome, and there's just this one like kind of bohemian uh, van life looking dude there with a uh, <laughs> soul patch, who's just kind of <laughs> sketching everything he sees. Like, wow, pretty cool. As you continue to walk in, these little whirring drones that uh, you caught earlier are flying around like bees, all carrying like wrenches and sprockets to different. They all look really busy, but it's kind of unclear what they're doing. They kind of smash into each other in the air, but keep going endlessly doing whatever tasks they have. You hear this like kind of clockwork sounding machine before you see it and <laughs> a brain in a jar with arms and legs <laughs> kind of looks like a uh, Maybe like Mr. Mime or uh, <laughs> proportions wise, like Mr. Mime or like that, like little like bladed hand thing from Thor Ragnarok. 
like we just like runs up uh, the grandpa, with the grandpa grandma <laughs> yeah you'd be completely lost on this I'm reference you know, so right? cool you see just like a little guy with a co- like a tray of coffees and a tray of waters like uh, uh, just like roll up with like <laughs> bubbles coming out of his little brain jar uh, and like little like steam coming out of his butt and he's like coffee water can coffee, I lean water. into this little guy and say I'm really sorry my friend but we've all been offered a position here you might be losing a job I'd like to buy the robot <laughs> and just the water is fine with me well I, this I, <laughs> it hands you a coffee <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't want to be rude I drink it anyway <laughs> Wow. It, uh, it kind of regards you, Astrid, and then looks back at you, um, Brenda Elizabeth. Hi, Brenda Elizabeth. Brenda Elizabeth for short. It has no facial features to speak of because it is just a brain, but a bunch of bubbles come out and it looks up at Barnabas and looks back. I just wanted to give you a heads up. You might be looking for a new job, and I, I know that that could take time. It nods. My grandmas and grandpas have really been through it with the job process. Hmm. Uh, it... <laughs> the... the <laughs> You can tell the, the the brain in a jar is wondering how many grandparents you might have. <laughs> Something about the wrinkles in its forehead might be suggesting that. And then it scurries off. Six grandpas, four grandmas. Barnabas says, well, I mean, that's, this is kind of the problem. That's Bubbles, my current assistant. Uh, he's been here probably as long as I have. You know, he does an okay job, but I think his faculties are a little limited. I mean, we're hoping to generally have more help. You see Bubbles actually run back and, like, whisper something to him. Like, it has, like, a little voice box on its neck that it, it is able to communicate with, like, very in a very limited way. And uh, uh, Barnabas regards it and is like, oh, okay, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, be, feel free to explore the space, and uh, we'll get the, uh, the first step of the interview slash tour process uh, going. So they uh, continue on, but leave you in this cool atrium. Is there anything small and pocket size? I feel like I would just immediately be like grabbing like souvenirs, you know, like oh cool, like anything, <laughs> it's like any like little screws, any bits of anything, just be like oh, shove it in my pockets. There's like some of these little like helper drones have smashed into each other, and like a, there's like a sprocket or two on the ground. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> uh, uh, but beyond that, it's like mostly kind of sparse. It's like it ha- it's akin to like a fancy hotel lobby where there's sort of a, a front sign-in area. There's there's some seating area to the side that looks maybe like you're waiting for someone to come down from their hotel room or something. <laughs> uh, and then like a little canteen. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth looks down at her rainbow gel quill, and she wonders if in a place that's so metallic, if she might be able to find a metallic gel quill. I guess you can make a perception check. It doesn't initially look like that there's anything specifically in this room that's like that but you know okay. there's a lot of possibilities here the the chandelier <laughs> with the weird baubles and stuff can you tell me again what does it look like what's the deal with the chandelier there's nothing so obvious to gleam other than that it's like a, a futuristic looking technology mm. uh, you do notice that each orb that's floating around is a different type of metal mm. uh, seemingly um, but beyond that I did get a 23 on my perception check for a metallic gel quill but i'm willing to use that for general information if you would prefer (laughs) yeah yeah well um you're it's in a general sense uh you're looking around also i forgot to mention on one end there is um, a series of portraits Mm -hmm. uh and a large uh ball that has a hand and a uh paintbrush and little like 
what a palette currently painting currently painting a new portrait but there are like six or seven other portraits to the side of it i of course stand in front of the 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 drawing magical drawing hands and have it draw a portrait for me i'm very used to standing for my portrait i can stand very just sort of (gasps) is she holding her breath to make a statement or is this a fit (laughs) or (laughs) it does kind of start drawing you into the portrait (laughs) what are the portraits of the portrait is of a wise looking elf that has a kind of golden crown built into its head it's just, you know, posing for the portrait itself. And below it, it says Barnabas the Golden. To the right of that is Barnabas the Silver. And it's a um, uh, mm. a similar thing with like a kind of built-in silver monocle. Then there's Barnabas the Iron and it, it has like a, a metal, you know, iron jaw. Uh, but it's a, it's a series of Barnabases. Barnabai. Barnabai, if you will. Do they share features? Do they look exactly alike? Do they look related? Do they look uh, mutated, but from the same genetic material? They don't look mutated. They do look related, though. Like, it's... um, not like overly like it doesn't look like twins or whatever going on it's it's like a, you know the as it goes on they kind of look less and less related Interesting. so like the first and last one uh, you know the most recent one that he's painting right now that how, now has a bit of Astrid in it uh, <laughs> uh, does not look like the first guy in fact it looks pretty different okay interesting are there any family pets of these portraits? There are little tiny robots throughout them, but a, a, a kind of a, a sad lack of animals you discover. I touch Galfas with a quivering hand, pondering such a lonely life. <laughs> I also touch Galfas just because it seems like right for the moment. <laughs> so you're, you know, again, you're a gnome, so you're kind of touching like the like ankle tendon yeah. of this horse. <laughs> it's really. I'm a halfling, Reaching so I'm right down it. there with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just kind of touching its knee, I yeah. guess. Uh, this is a full-size Palomino horse. Uh, you notice, I guess, like, uh, you, you do notice that in one portrait, like, the last two, there's uh, Barnabas the Copper, and then there's not, like, a label on the most recent one that he's painting, is a red-headed elf mm. that has, like, a little uh, brunette child elf on its knee that's just sort of, like, making itself part of the portrait. And there's like a little gnome in the background that's got like a blast full of soot in its face <laughs> with just like white teeth. I love the idea of photobombing a portrait. Yeah, like, portrait <laughs> they had to sit for it for days. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, the most recent one uh, that, that is being worked on right now uh, is unfinished. I mean, you only see what you presume is the Barnabas that greeted you. And now just a piece of Astrid in the photo as well. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to explore anything else. Yeah, I want to I want to explore this canteen area, see what snacks we can get. I'm going to do an in- investigation. Yeah. I'm not the smartest. I got an eight. I mean, I have a 23 perception check for uh, <laughs> a metallic uh, gel quill. So you could use that probably. Yeah, Brenda, can you get me some snacks? <laughs> Okay, I use my perception check in service of Astrid. <laughs> so, okay, so you we're, we're we're milking this perception check. Uh, <laughs> we 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 wander over to the canteen where it's almost like you know, in in like a old Super Nintendo Zelda game, there's like a little counter with three things on it. Uh, um, it's that, uh, <laughs> and like there's this robotic upper half of a kind of bartender like guy. 
kind of old timey bartender, but you know, like animatronic, like it's like something at Disneyland, like washing the same spot on the bar over and over again with a, a rag. Uh, and it's like, what do you do you for? I'm so sorry, um, but we are currently probably going to get your job. I just am trying to <laughs> warn everyone that you should probably start looking now because we're being considered as applicants to work here. It's a big thing where humans, are, uh, where biological life forms are taking robot jobs. <laughs> it's, it's really, uh, really a thing that like not pe- not a lot of people are talking about right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he needs to be replaced. He's watching the same point in the bar over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, that one point is really clean, but, like, what about the rest of the bar? It's just a hole oh, really, through the wood. It's polished to perfection, this one little spot. <laughs> the rest is a mess. You can tell he's, like, imagining this sort of, uh, <laughs> this, like, Black Mirror episode that you described. It's <laughs> just haunting little forward. Do you, uh, uh, sorry to ask you to do, to ask a favor, uh, us, the people taking your job, but um, do you have any snacks? What snacks are available? I've got a hungry Fred. The offerings we have are, and uh, you, you see him point back, like he, you know, he has like preloaded phrases. It feels a little like he, he points to like a red potion-looking thing, and then like a slightly larger red potion, <laughs> uh, and then these like metallic boots that uh, they they look like they have like magnets on the bottom. Huh. So no key lime pie. These are our offerings. Uh, okay. I can see why they want to replace this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was there, I'd be moving up a key lime pie. <laughs> Raider's like, give us key lime pie, you asshole. <laughs> key lime pie, you idiot. Do you not know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, can you tell me about these offerings? What do the potions do and what do the boots do? This is a minor healing potion, a regular healing potion, and um, what did I say these were called? I didn't have a name for them, so these are little magnet boots. <laughs> little magnet boots, okay. I'm assuming in a metallic place like this, you could use them to climb the wall, stick to the ceiling, skirt that chandelier up there. Mostly not. How small are they? I have remarkably dainty little feet. And how magnetic are they? He realizes you're asking, like, his... Uh, Siri-like brain realizes you're asking about the little magnet boots and says, the little magnet boots give you advantage on deck saves while in the obelisk. And also once per day, you can cast levitation. Oh, I mean, who needs to levitate when you've got a horse, right? I look around the entire canteen. (laughs) Gelfest is like kind of far away from you at this point. Those boots look pretty good, but I'm not very rich. Oh, are they? do we have to buy them? With money. Yes, these are available for purchase. Yes, I'll buy them. I spent all my money on, <laughs> on Pink and Bog to get into the, the festival. So. Is there only one pair of boots? Uh, he nods. Well, I'll buy all of the things, and you haven't... I gave her the horse thing, and you haven't had one yet, so you have the you have the boots. I'm already pretty dexterous. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if we need to... Uh, we need to make me crazy, Dexter's. If you want the fine, I'll take it, them. You're you're so rich. You deserve those boots. <laughs> you know you're right. I am so I am so rich, and I deserve to be so rich and to have these boots. <laughs> but I'll get one of those uh, one of those potions, those code red healing potions. <laughs> I believe I have zero money. It would not make mm. any sense for Brenda Elizabeth to have any money. So she <laughs> smiles and stands alongside everyone. <laughs> As you all ask for certain things, uh, the, the bartender 
canteen operator just says, great, that will be seven credits. I give him what are some of the gears that I picked up. <laughs> yeah, do we have credits? Are, they, are, are credits what uh, we pay for in the outside world or are they obelisk, special obelisk money? It seems like maybe unique to the obelisk. Mm. I slam my feet down in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> What's the exchange rate? I demand to... To the, the Bureau to Exchange, where is it? Just it just kind of looks at you like unthinking. It doesn't really have uh, much to say, but as you- this bartender. <laughs> as you slam your feet down, <laughs> Barnabas comes back through like a circular door that appears in the wall. He sees you stomping. He's like, can you, are people just still stomping? Are we still trying to make noise? No, we got some other stuff done, but we've returned to stomping. <laughs> okay, uh, I just want to welcome everyone to the facilitator. Uh, each of you has proven that you're highly motivated and ready to put in the work uh, at this demanding and rewarding job. I'm honestly impressed by the work each of you did here. And Astrid, it was. I'm still thinking about how you scared off that mob. That was wild. I'm taking like word um, for word notes, <laughs> like the kind of like really unhelpful notes when you're like first in college, you don't know how to take notes. It's just like trying to capture every single word and nuance. I'm doing childish notes, which are you take one word and then doodle the hell out of it. <laughs> so I just write facilitator and like cover it with doodles and vines. <laughs> I'm just assuming that these guys are taking notes and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely taking notes for you, some a little better than the other. Uh, Barnabas looks at you taking notes, and he's like, ah, you kind of remind me of somebody I used to know, and he points to that portrait with the little, like, gnome with, like, (laughs) soot covering its face. What was his name? Who's he? I, uh, we... We don't have to get into specifics about this guy right now. I just I, I, you know, you're gonna tell friend. me I remind okay. you of someone and then tell me nothing about them. I'm good. Hey, I gotta do, I gotta hop on turbine. What am I supposed here. to you take gotta, with that? Can't hold out on this one. <laughs> um, That's supposed to mean something to me. The portrait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's just a that was a, a gnome named Tradix who used to work here. Um, he, you know. Had the same sort of enthusiasm, it seems like you have. Uh, and well, I just think you've built a great obelisk here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Barnabas. Oh, thank you. I mean, I didn't build it. Uh, I, I just, um, I'm currently the chief of operations here, and uh, I, I like it a lot. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've come to learn how to operate it. I just, I, I think I, um, it's time for me to admit that I need a little help from someone with maybe an outside perspective. I'm an outsider. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, that's that's kind of why I, I, you all are here. You're all outsiders. So yeah, we're ready to start. We're ready to start whenever you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, we're actually going to start. So the way this is going to work. The way this is going to work. I'm still on. writing facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the beginning of like a, a medieval manuscript. <laughs> the first letters, letters all illuminated, but like gold all the, foil. All the all the O's have like hearts in them. There's like a dolphin <laughs> leaping from the F to the R. <laughs> so uh, you, you didn't write anything else I said down. You just wrote down facilitator. <laughs> I'm gonna work on Draxus next because that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> okay. It's Tradix, I think. Uh. <laughs> it's too late. I've written Tradix. <laughs> okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mr. Barnabas, how did you become facilitator? Well, I, I'm I'm the uh, chief operator. This is the facilitator. Well, he's taking the notes. It seems like you're not listening. He's <laughs> taking the notes. I'm taking the notes. You don't need to correct um, her. I'm taking the notes. You know, 
I had to take over for the Barnabas before me, um, and you know, it's been my lifelong dream to run this facility. So this is kind of a big deal for me, and has been well, has been for the last fifty years I've done it. But uh, you know, I think it's time to add to the roster. So uh, to make things simpler for me, I'll, I'm just going to divvy you up to groups of three, and we'll see how well you work in a team environment. Um, playing this a little fast and loose so you're gonna have to roll with me on this one the teams with the most points at the end of the tour will get the one-on-one interviews and from there i'm gonna make my choice barnabas may i quickly ask you what your any hint of what you're looking for as an applicant that's a really good question um so we're looking for people who have the ability to quickly problem solve and handle situations as they arise sort of improvise as they come people who can creatively problem solve people who have vision for what the future of the facilitator can look like mm-hmm. um, I have visions you have visions well that's that's gonna be great and and you know I handed this... my resume <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> I hand him my business no, card <laughs> yeah, have you noticed that only you three are talking <laughs> 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 yes, because we're go-getters and problem solvers, sir. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's a good point. I actually need, you know, maybe I need to be pressed in that way. I start trying to bang on the floor again. <laughs> Raider's like, guys, shut up. He's talking. I smack Raider. <laughs> you slap him. He's like, ow, fuck. Yeah, uh, rage out a little bit. <laughs> the human, his name's Mop. Uh, <laughs> he's like, so, like, can we just, like, keep talking? Or is it just, like, what's, what's the exactly I think it's, the like, a free-for-all. Yeah, Bop, if you could talk if you want, absolutely. Yeah. I start doodling Mop. I'm, I'm realizing a big part of a uh, problem that I have when I interact with um, living beings, for the most part, is that they don't expect, you know, respect my authority in any way and just kind of stomp all over me. Um, so I'm going to do my best to power forward. And uh, as he says, this, those little drones fly in put little bracelets on each of you uh you all have yellow bracelets there's another team that's red blue green and so those are like the four different groups cool um, you see that raider bink and bonker one group noah the like uh axe throwing guy is with two other dwarves and then the human is with two halflings that you don't really know i am absolutely obviously looking at the other groups to see if i can like be in the best group <laughs> Like, I'm really judging everybody. I'm willing to drop these guys immediately to make sure that I'm in the best group. But for now, it seems like it's good. We'll see once we... Barnabas, for no reason at all, says, so these groups are permanent. Uh, these, <laughs> these are the way that these groups will be. That's good, because once I make a commitment, I never turn my back on it. I'm steadfast and loyal. <laughs> best friends forever. I just drape my arms over. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's that's really nice. That's a, a great enthusiasm. Um, uh, do want to point out one thing? He looks at Gelfast, the horse. Um, yeah, yeah. That you're free to point at. You're free to point at Gelfast. Gelfast is I'm okay allowed to with point that. at the horse. Yeah, you said you do want to point at one thing. Okay, well, um, great. That's awesome. You got your point in. Um, great. So as he points at Gelfast, uh, everyone make a uh, dexterity saving throw. B eight. Ooh, dirty twenty. Ooh, a dirty twenty as well. <laughs> Gelfus kind of slips, uh, <laughs> but is okay. Uh, but you notice that uh, if if anyone got under a ten, you just kind of fell over, uh, as it felt like the room kind of shifted. 
in some way. Um, it shifts in a way that reveals a new door. Oh. As you see this door, Barnabas points at Gelfes and is like, sorry, as we go on this tour, unfortunately, I I have to, and he points at this sign that says, not designed with equine hinds in mind. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so uh, okay. you're unfortunately, it'll be safe in here. And uh, uh, Bubbles, the little brain with like arms and legs, just runs up with a big pile of hay and throws it on the ground. In front of Galfest. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth nods knowingly. She knew this was coming, uh, but she still, you know, she, she knows that Galfest is their own. They're not hers. So she goes over and she's, you know, gives Galfest good pet. She says, you've been faithful, but can you be patient? It just looks like a, like a... <laughs> action figure of a horse just so still <laughs> like it's not even perturbed at all it's just like uh at this point i think your your ability to speak Galfest is faded please don't give me that face okay i can't bring you in you you had enough horses in here that you had a sign <laughs> you printed a sign specifically to, for no horses in here it's a really old sign. It's been here for a really long time. It's hmm. also, as someone who's a pretty modest person, it's a little rude to talk about equine hinds. <laughs> I I don't, I mean, this gal has mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the proper term is equine badonkadonk. <laughs> equine badonkadonk, okay. Well, um, that's what they prefer. Well, thank you for taking care of Galfast. I appreciate it. And you know what, Galfast, if you, if, if the world beckons you and you decide to leave, that is your decision. It's like eating one piece of hay. It's like <laughs> just chewing on it. Galfast, don't give me that drama. <laughs> Galfast shits on the ground. A <laughs> Such a noble beast. You've chose well. Bubbles runs up with a little like pan and like scoops it up. Runs away really fast, like clomping around. Well, Barnabas, I think we dodged a bullet, but me and Galfast came to an agreement. I, uh, I, I surrender the beast. Okay. Um. Well, that's good. And um, you know, it's just it'll. it'll I put a hand on it again. <laughs> the beast will be here when you are done with the tour. I think uh, it's just safer generally because uh, there's weird stairs and other things that a horse could turn an ankle on. Anyways, we've 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 covered this. Um, I'm not sure what else I have to personally say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few words I'd like to say. You know, anyways, uh, I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, Barnabas, like, walks up to this uh, this new door that has appeared. It's also kind of, like, teardrop-shaped. And he's, like, looks a little nervous. And, he, and he's like, okay, so uh, there's been many projects uh, that the Barnabas... <laughs> Barnabas. There's been many projects that the Barnabai, the, um, the plural for Barnabas, I have worked on Barnabai before me. I for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, um, you can write that down, sure. Uh, <laughs> that uh, they've all been working on in different facets. And this is actually my pet project. Kind of nervous to show it to someone before, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of um, maybe a little more whimsical than the previous uh the previous Barnaby and um, I open up one of my doodles and I say, "I think I know Whimsy. It's a golden retriever whose birthday it is." <laughs> wow, that's really good. Can you um, later on? Can we talk about that? That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, you know, in general, I like fun stuff, and so this is kind me of my... too. <laughs> wow, 
We have a lot in common. Everyone's like, yeah, I like, I like, I like fun, fun stuff. stuff. <laughs> hey, fun stuff. Cool. Yeah, wow. Mop, way in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said it. Uh, uh, fun stuff's pretty awesome. Uh, so it's like, uh, this is actually my pet, my first pet project. It's the factory room floor where I make toys. So, um, wow. you know, I think you'll find it uh, pretty whimsical. Uh, and he opens the door. As he opens the door, you're immediately confronted by just hot air. It just like hits you in the face. I run uh, in. There's like a cacophony <laughs> of loud banging noises. Can I do an athletics check to make sure that I'm the first one in? I I, I try to I try to push Astrid to get in front of her. <laughs> yeah, I do an opposed athletics check. Uh, I got a 12. <laughs> I stand in the back and let the hot, stale air wash away. I got a 7. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this this air is gross. It smells like burnt hair. It's like, you also hear this, like, just tremendous clashing and banging. Um, and as you all walk in, yeah, Astrid, you're able to, to get there. Before, like, no one else is competing in the same way that you were competing. I but, win, <laughs> yes! Turbine fell down for some reason. Uh, oh. <laughs> you you go enter there and Barnabas looks around and he's like, okay, this is um maybe not good. It's maybe not supposed to be that bad, but you know things are gonna uh, happen like this. Uh, so uh, we're gonna see who can um I don't know solve this as quickly as you can. Uh, and as he says that, you look out from sort of like a higher up level of a factory floor. There's like a guide rail and you're looking down to four big basically separated tunnels and each one has uh, conveyor belts with machines on them that are basically assembly lines constructing toy soldiers except for the fact that they are going haywire they're they're smoking there's electricity and fire and just like big hammering noises as whatever is going on here is going wrong this is whimsy I didn't realize that making this toys was so barbaric. I no longer regret never having the money for them as a child. I suppose my grandparents <laughs> saved me from some sort of disgusting process. Toys are excellent. Oh. This is not what toys are supposed to be. Yeah, you're actually pretty right. This isn't supposed to be like this. Uh, yeah, make an insight check if you want. I have a minus one to insight. And I, got, I rolled a four. Boy, am I rolling poorly. I have a 14 on insight. I got a 16 on Insight. Cool. So Astrid, this is how toys are made. This is normal. Uh, <laughs> I was kidding. This is how toys are made. I just wanted to test you to see if you I knew. But, uh, don't. Big industrial factory. Why wouldn't you? But for Turbine and um, Brenda Elizabeth, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I think with an Insight, I'll even give you this, like, what you've immediately noticed that, like, everything in this place has felt so futuristic. This is area feels like Maybe one day Turbine would be able to do this. Like, it's like of that level of engineering versus what you would expect to see in this place. Like, it's oh. a bunch of like kind of clockworky mm-hmm. looking things. It doesn't look futuristic in the same way other stuff looks. Turbine, do you think that the Barnabas, I say this very quietly, do you think that the Barnabas, the current elected Barnabas, is not as good at technology as the previous Barnaby. I mean, this looks like shit. <laughs> right? right? It kind of sucks. I mean, this looks, like, this looks like shit, right? It looks like junk. <laughs> I mean, I don't... What are you guys talking about? Hmm? What do you, I, I, this... I think it looks very good. I think you're very good at things. Oh, wow. Thank you, Astrid. I don't know what they were talking about. What, were they agreeing with you? I think it looks really good. Oh, okay. Um... I guess I guess it's just the thing is you promised us whimsy 
And you said this would be really whimsical, and this is kind of like sort of industrial. <laughs> yes, kind of. In, in um, fact, this looks rather dangerous, and Brenda Elizabeth is going to take her very, very long, thin hair and tuck it into the elastic waistband of her stirrup pants. <laughs> that is not a bad idea. <laughs> Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Raycon. You all know me. I am always on the go. And you know what I love to bring with me wherever I go? It's my Raycon everyday earbuds, folks. Raycon offers amazing quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Don't believe me? Well, how about their tens of thousands of five-star reviews? Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. That is correct. I use mine at the gym and I can tell you what, they stay put, folks. My Raycons come with me everywhere and with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, I don't have to worry about whether they're up for the task. They've also got three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. So go to buyraycon.com slash pawpaw today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you will get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com dot com slash pawpaw that is by raycon r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash pawpaw thank you everybody this episode of nadpod is brought to you by rocket money did you know that nearly 75 percent of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about it's true and it happens all the time here's an example back in the day if you wanted to watch a movie like let's say joe dirt you just turned on Comedy Central. But now, if you want to watch it, you have to download an app called Bwungle, which says it's ad-free, but when you actually open it up, you find out that Joe Dirt is only available if you buy the Bwungle Platinum Package, which includes Twingus TV and something called Chode Zone Prime. You don't know what those are, but you sign up for a free trial anyway. Six months later, you read a news article that says that Bwungle has gone out of business. Whether you want to admit it or not, you've been bwungled. But don't worry, folks. Rocket Money is here to help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. They also save their members an average of $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Okay, that's it for me. Enjoy the show and beware the bwongler. I just would hate uh, to he- get it. What are these toys? Can I... May I please have a toy? Um, well, these are unfinished, and honestly, I think uh, some of your concerns are correct. This is not going right. Um, we actually probably should shut this down. So this will be your first task, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, you, you see that there's like four different uh, major aisles, and they're all completely separated. It feels like each team will take a different path. And he's like, well, uh, you know. How about this? Uh, the first team to get in will get four points, three points for the second team, and so far. Uh, it's like Mario Kart rules. Uh, uh, as you as you look at the paths, I'll just tell you how, mechanically how this will work. You see in front of you 
three distinct paths forward. So from fastest to slowest, you see a factory assembly line conveyor belt moving away from you towards your goal. The only problem with that is that the machines on it are completely haywire, just slamming together a little toy soldier, but like completely shattering it and melting it and electrocuting it as they put it together. Uh, Sick. uh, This path will give you a free dash action. Uh, Second, there's the walking path next to that uh, conveyor belt and machine. There's no movement penalties or bonuses here, but uh, it's still close to the fucked up machine, so it still seems a little dangerous. Uh, And then last, the slowest route is the factory conveyor belt moving towards you. It's not broken at all, but since it's moving the opposite way you want, it'll act like difficult terrain. Like trying to run up a a down escalator. Yes. (laughs) Or or a moving sidewalk going the other way. Uh, Right. If if you've been in an airport. um, Sure. Sure, well, once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how... <laughs> no, yes. I only use horses. We've all been in Planes are horses of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I wish I could take yes. a moving sidewalk all the way to my destination. <laughs> um, yeah. After these three options, the factory floor dead ends in the middle uh, at a door uh, where a slightly more advanced looking Warforge robot seems to be going haywire. Uh, it's presumably blocking you from the back half of the factory floor that looks similar to this. Um, you see that its eye sockets are glowing red and the wiring underneath its metallic surface glows red as well. Almost like sinister looking veins. Yeah, red glowing. That's that's evil for sure. <laughs> yeah. A yoked robot. It's not a good sign when things are glowing red. <laughs> Traditionally speaking. Uh, uh, does he see best though he's gone rogue? Yeah, something's gone rogue here. What you see in, in the first aisle is the assistant foreman. I don't think you can see past that first gate, uh, but he's like kind of looking around, just like holding a clipboard that he's breaking in half and then picking up another clipboard and breaking it in <laughs> half. Uh, and something happened where, where this is this thing has created uh this mayhem somehow okay Okay. how long is our aisle each section is about 60 feet if it's a race maybe i'll cast long strider on myself up my speed here i think all of you yeah yeah let's do it right now um everyone roll initiative Great. You kind of can't see what the other, um, like you see Raider and Bank and Bonk kind of get ready, uh-huh. uh, and you see uh, the other people trying to like get ready for their tunnel they have to go through. Um, it seems like the same bullshit over there. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I rolled a seven. I rolled a four, but I have a four, so I have an eight. I got a dirty 20. Cool. There she is. Turbine, I think you got the long strider in before he started. But uh, yeah, Barnabas was like, all right, on the count of three, go. Astrid, you are first up in the initiative. Yes, out of my way, peasants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, you guys are so hard to bully. You just roll over. It's no fun. You just agree with everything that I say. Good idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very uneasy friendship. Uh, <laughs> I think that Astrid cares not for safety. Uh, I think she's absolutely going to go down the fastest path. Cool. So, Astrid, roll a d4 as you run across this path. And I'm sorry, does uh, Longstrider, did you put it on everyone or just yourself? How does that work? Just myself, unless someone feels like they need the speed, then I can cast it at a higher level. I have got Misty Step. My speed is only 25, so I would I would take 
long strider. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down because I'm planning on using Misty Step and running. I can choose to cast it at a second level and then I can target one other person in addition mm. to myself. So yeah, I can- Yeah, you, You've already used quite a lot of spells I've though, used, right? You I've used really one of my slots. second level spell slots. Let's, let's just save it. I'm fine, I don't need it. I rolled a four. So as you are starting to run on this path, um, a piston slams a hammer down on a sheet of metal uh, next to you and then slams on you. <laughs> oh, God. Make a strength saving throw. Uh, I go into a rage. <laughs> yeah, you could have. I'll say you could be in a rage before this started. Great. So that gives me advantage on strength saves. Ooh. Oh, and I rolled a nat 20. Yeah. Okay. I guess I, I'm going to say on a nat 20, you don't take any damage on that. I think, yes. I think that's fair. I think that should be the rule for everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Now uh, roll another d4. One. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. One is also, one is a pass. Yes. You, you miss all the things. Now roll another d4. Two. Two. Okay. A Tesla coil comes out uh, to the left of you and tries <laughs> to shock this battery with electricity. Make a con save. Okay. Ah, oh, so close to a 19. A 12. Uh, that is actually a pass, but you will still uh, take, ooh, nine half to four damage. So you take four lightning. Great. Wait, sorry, your speed is only 25? Yeah. Okay, so you're near the end of it. You have 10 feet left of the, uh, the platform. You look forward and you see this like uh, warforged foreman just kind of like <laughs> bobbing its head like around in, in circles. Like just, uh, it's, it's fully haywire. Uh-huh. It looks at you, <laughs> it sees you coming out of that, and says, Hey, you don't work here. <laughs> uh, I'm an applicant, sir. Uh, this is part of my interview. So are you coming to take my job? <laughs> no, absolutely. That the, Your job is not a job that I want. It I'm throws a javelin at you. <laughs> okay, does a 21 hit? Yeah, absolutely, a 21 hits. Okay, it'll hit you for seven piercing damage, halved to four, or three, what is it? Halved to three. Halved to three. So you take three damage from a javelin that this robot throws at you. Great. Can I do a second dash to get to the end? Yeah, yeah, you can dash again and close the distance to the robot. Or, uh, yeah, to get off the conveyor belt. Yeah. Great, I'll do that. Uh, So you exit the conveyor belt and you face off against this uh, Foreman bot. Uh, next up is Brenda Elizabeth. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth is going to. She's gonna follow Astrid. Uh, and she's gonna take that free dash. So that's gonna be 30 feet, right? Yes. And then she's going to. Oh, I'm sorry. If you enter the conveyor belt. You would have to roll a d4 uh, once you're on that platform. Once you're on that platform. Okay. Um, Real quick, does everyone think that there's value to us trying different ones, or should we just, or should we all go down the same I don't think so. I think it's like, yeah, based on your, on on like what you think you can get away with and uh, (laughs) what what risk you're willing to take. Okay. I think, uh, I think I'm just going to follow, might as well be together. Two. Two. Okay, two, uh, another Tesla coil comes out to the side of you and tries to shock a battery that's not there. Instead, you are the battery. (laughs) Uh, Roll a con saving throw. Okay, plus three. I rolled a three, six. Okay, (laughs) you, uh, 
Turbine, you look forward and you see Brenda Elizabeth run onto the platform and immediately get electrocuted so hard you see your skeleton. Uh, <laughs> you take eight points of damage from that. Okay. Ouch. You've only gone 30 feet onto the platform. I'll say you won't, like, are you planning to use something else at this point? Yeah. Mechanically, if you if you were just ru- to run across the whole thing, you would, you'd have to make three of these saves. But if you're going to, like, misty step off or something, I'll say, like, after this one, you can... Um, you can fly past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then uh, my plan is to take the free dash, Misty Step, and then maybe uh, Misty Step to the robot, and then use my movement to move even further down the next conveyor belt, and then try and thorn whip the the robot. Cool. So if you Misty Step, you'll be off the platform. You're at the robot. Yeah, and then but I would if I used a free dash, wouldn't I still have my movement to then? Because like I, I would be running, basically running away to then try and uh, thorn whip him off. It's just that my movement is only twenty five. That I needed to take the extra dash at the end. Oh, mine is only twenty five like as well. Foot. Mine is only twenty five as well. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, you can misty step in the middle of the platform and keep that momentum. And I think I think Brenda Elizabeth just rockets off the edge of it <laughs> uh, without like. <laughs> You get, that's for whatever reason that that momentum stays and you just shoot out the end of the platform now you're on like a little platform with that robot um you're i mean you're in a little section with the robot and a closed door so you have to get this door open before you pursue any further oh okay um then can i try to uh open the door yeah there's a button there but you can make uh, a, a perception or insight check okay more. yeah I just crit. Nat 20. Yes! (laughs) Okay. You feel like this robot's jammed the door. I think you have to kill the robot before you can keep going. Um, In that case, I use Misty Step, so I can always use a cantrip, um, but he's not on a platform, so I was thinking like he was on a platform, so I was going to try and rip him off, but that he's not on a platform. No, it's just sort of like, this is like the end of that area. Uh, There's not like free floating space on the ground or something. Okay, awesome. Then I will just create bonfire on him. (laughs) (laughs) so brenda elizabeth rockets off this uh turnstile thing and just points at this robot soldier immediately yeah what do you do i think that my bangs are blowing around in the wind (laughs) my hair is tucked into my (laughs) is tucked into my pants (laughs) and i say death has come from you and then I'd like to try to light it on fire. Cool. So you light this robot foreman on fire uh, uh, for how much? Damage? It's five damage, but if he makes a deck save, he only takes half of that. I'm going to melt you into a metallic gel quill. He got a nat one. Uh, you light this robot on fire. His like white button-down shirt that he's wearing flames up. I can't wait uh, to doodle in your metal. <laughs> How much damage did he take? Did you five? And now it is Turbine's turn. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll just go the same route everyone else has been going to try to try to keep up here. Um, I've got my long strider, so my speed is now uh, thirty-five. Everyone's been going the fast way, so I guess I'll go the fast way, too. Uh, that robot's not dead, right? It's just a little hurt? Yeah, it's just a little hurt. Um, it's still looking pretty sturdy. Its shirt is a little burned, but that's about it. Okay. It's shaken. It's definitely shaken. I well, think it's I really like, it's not quitting it. time yet. <laughs> I'm coming uh, for your job. Do not take my job. <laughs> uh, I'll take that 
I, I guess I'll start by taking that free dash on the conveyor belt. Does that make sense? So I have to roll this D4. To just like run across this platform, you have to make three saving throws. So uh, roll a D4. Can I ask really quickly? And you don't have to tell me if it's like, no, 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 you don't get to know. But like the like middle path that you don't get the free dash. That's just uh, since I have over 30 speed now, I could just run and then dash and reach the end there, right? Yeah, you wouldn't get an action though. Right. At the end, yeah. Because that would take your action. Right. Okay. Uh, and that still has like, you would still have to make, I'll just tell you, two saving. Got it. I'll stick, roll the D4 I'll stick with the fast yeah. way, get that extra action. All right. So I'm rolling the D4 three times. Yes. Tell me what you get each time. Here's the first one a four. So a hammer slams down, <laughs> uh, smacking you. <laughs> uh, make a uh, strength saving throw. Eight. It's okay. I got electrocuted. Okay, I'll make a strength. Your Brenda Elizabeth's possibly thin hair is standing straight up. I look like one of those electricity balls. Like like a whole like person <laughs> human Elizabeth, height. This is a look. Uh, Just lighting. This is a look. It fire. rips out of your pants that it was tucked into <laughs> and straight up. I gotta get those strands back in there, but it's cool for now. Uh, what'd you get? Sorry. Uh, 12. 12. Okay, you pass. Okay. So, um, but uh, you will take half still, unfortunately. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you take three damage from this. That's already half. Okay. And make two more D4s. Next D4. I'm rolling. That is shit. That's a two. Cool. Uh, another Tesla coil pops out of the side. These, these Tesla well, coils have been getting you guys. Uh, uh, and instead of it's a battery, a good makeover. <laughs> instead of a battery, it just hits you in the side. Uh, I guess you're way shorter. No, it just like just touches your scalp, electrocutes you. Uh, make a, uh, a a con saving throw. Con. Cool. That is an 18. 18, you pass. Uh, but you'll take half. Uh, that's another three damage. Um, All right. And now one final one. All right, here we go. <laughs> just like turbine's just running. Ow! 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 <laughs> um, you look like a little toy soldier now. Like <laughs> you have like a little battery attached to your head. Uh, that shit. That's a four. Okay, another, another hammer. hammer smacks you uh, in the side. What did you do to hammers, turbine? They're fucking after you. You all made it look it's so easy. Hammer time. <laughs> You were like, uh, you thought you were going to look cool, but you just got hit by everything. Uh, yeah, make another saving throw. Did you already? Guys, I know machines. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Uh, all right, I rolled a 15. 15. Uh, you pass, but you're going to take half. Uh, wow, I rolled a seven three times in a row, so you take another three damage. All right. You've gone 10 feet past the conveyor belt. You're, you've closed distance with the fight happening in front of you. Cool. So I, I'm like, am I, I'm at where the door and the robot are. Yeah, that, right? yeah. You've joined everyone else. Cool. You said the door is broken? It looks like this robot has jammed the door in some way. So you, you feel like maybe the answer is having to do with... We have to kill the, we have to kill the robot. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth shouts to Turbine and she says, hey, hey, I actually already, I, I fucking crit on an event. I mean, I, I freaking crit on an investigation check and uh, <laughs> we got to kill the robot if we want to open the door. Okay. I can't just cast, cast mending on the door and try to fix my way through. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a feeling that won't work in this situation. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. No, that's fair. You that's can spend fair. your turn trying uh, that. Um, uh, <laughs> cool. I'll go ahead then, and I will. Uh, I'll I'll rapier this this little this robot here. Uh, turbine, you pull uh, out a fucking you know 
a sword and <laughs> attack wow. a robot. Watch out for my yeah. hair. I've never cut it. Cool. So I got a 17. A 17 hits. Uh, so roll damage. We'll roll that damage. That damage is six. Not nothing. It was only hurting <laughs> five at this point. So it's still kind of sturdy, but um, it's taken a significant amount of damage. What do you do as you hit this robot with your sword? <laughs> metal on metal. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, just, it's like, I know how machines work. And I just like start like wanging, <laughs> like just banging on this machine. With my, it's like a finesse weapon, but it's still just now like. Now that's a noise. <laughs> and then um, the robot's like, ow, fuck. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, uh, uh, I, I, as, as because that's a noise, I go, thanks, Astrid, and I give her bardic inspiration. <gasps> Thank cool. you. Cool. So, uh, Astrid, it's your turn now, and you have bardic inspiration. I say very boldly, you will remember the name Astrid Starboard, and I attack. Cool. Uh, <laughs> With my war hammer. My name is Formanbot. <laughs> remember my name. Oh, shit, he seems nice. Oh, yeah, I'll do a reckless attack. Do you have reckless attacks or is that? I do have reckless attacks, but I did not roll very well. But does a 12 hit? A 12 does not hit. Great. What, um, is it a d6 for the Bardic? Uh, it is a d6. Great. Okay, that's a six, so the, an 18. 18 hits. Great. And I'm doing this two-handed. You have a warhammer, right? I have a warhammer. <laughs> so this... Um... So it's... <laughs> This like uh, rich kid uh, princess dwarf uh, comes up and yes. slams down. It's a bejeweled warhammer. <laughs> what is this? It's absolutely encrusted uh. with gems. Uh, and I rolled a 14. Cool. Uh, 14 damage? Wow. Whoa. This guy's yes. looking really hurt. Um, I, I know machines, and I can tell this machine is pretty hurt. It's like its whole <laughs> jaw is swinging off of it, and it's like... You fucking kids coming in here to take my job. Uh, <laughs> it's not our fault. You're not good at it. Uh, he, he's just like his jaws hanging off. He, he can't really respond. He, it actually is his turn. You see that this robot throws the clipboard down and like wolverines its arms out and arm <laughs> blades come out of it. And it takes uh, it's going to take two attacks on Astrid. Oof. Oh, and I attacked recklessly as well, so he rolls oh, with Oh, shit. Advantage. I forgot. Okay, he rolls oh, with advantage then? Advantage. Uh, nat one and an eight, but he adds five. That is a 13 hit you? My AC is 17. Whoa. 17 AC. Um, okay, so the first one misses. And then a 19. So uh, that will definitely hit. So you take... Uh, uh, eight damage halved, I guess. Great, so four. Uh, so he swings wildly with like one of these arm blades and misses, but spins around in kind of a cool way. It's like a little upsetting that he actually did something cool to you, uh, and uh, slashes you in the arm <laughs> with this uh, this arm blade. And he's like, "I will defend my uh, my employment to the end of this." Uh, and <laughs> uh, next up is uh, Brenda Elizabeth. <laughs> you don't seem like you love your job, dude. <laughs> I think, uh, and yeah, he's, he's looking, looking really kind good, of, yeah. he's looking pretty messed up. Okay. Brenda Elizabeth is, is going to activate yet another starry form. Brenda Elizabeth is going Whoa. to activate her mm. archer form. Once again, whatever she does, any of these, she looks like a kid <laughs> in a Halloween costume who's a little too old to be trick-or-treating, but put a lot of effort into her costume. 
So she takes out a beautiful form of an archer. It looks like, I mean, like the cover of a romance of a romance novel. And um, then she's going to use her bonus action to make uh, her little um, arrow attack on him. Cool. Yeah, Brandon Elizabeth suddenly is wearing this beautiful costume. Is your hair still standing up? <laughs> it's still it's still fully forming this very. Uh, there's the th- the strands are so thin that it's just like little. Uh, <laughs> Little dots pointing, <laughs> making a halo around her head. Yeah, you, somehow your your Robin Hood hat with the feather in it is standing <laughs> on the top of it. Uh, cool, make your attacks. I think, okay, uh, does a 15 hit? 15 does not hit. That is it then. That is all Brenda Elizabeth could oh, do. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So that's uh, Brenda Elizabeth um, became an archer, missed her shot, unfortunately. <laughs> it's okay, because I get to stay this for the rest of it. Oh, sick. Uh, turbine, it is your turn. This thing's looking real fucked up. Really fucked up? Yeah. Okay. Um, then what I'm going to do is... May not need it, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna cast True Strike on this guy. Which, if he lives, then I'll have advantage on my He's attack. Really on my fucked next up. Turn. You could probably just do something. You could probably just hit him and fail him. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do that. I'll just fucking hit him then. Let's just hit him. Sick. Let's just attack him. All right. So, uh, so yeah. I keep. I just keep <laughs> wagging and I try to wag on it with this with this uh, rapier here. So I'm rolling that, and that is a 21, which I assume that hits. That for sure hits. 21 hits. Cool. Nice. Uh, so here that is. That, ooh, 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 that is 11 damage. Woo! So Turbine, um, uh, I think you, uh, you somehow <laughs> pop up onto the head of this this robot foreman. Uh, just like digging the, the rapier like into like any gap I can find and just wiggling yeah, it around. You somehow find purchase into like the area of its neck where it's like a bunch of like <laughs> wires and shit and just like stab deep oil shoots onto your face uh you hear like a crackling of electricity (laughs) the foreman bot just crumples to the ground it is uh no more and then as it crumples to the ground the door itself swings open and you see the next section of this so uh you see the the door open and you see the second and final section of this factory room floor uh and as you open the door also the machines behind you all just kind of slowly shutter to a stop. So you've stopped half the stuff. Negated the problem. We've Got freed it. so many cool. toys from being made. <laughs> no toys on my watch. You're Barnabas on an intercom. Well, they're not, like, they're, the, the toys are fine. It's just they're, they're no like, longer. No, 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 these hideous we toys. We heard what you told us to do, and it was destroy the toys. I didn't, I... That's what's in the notes, right? <laughs> Not at all. You need to take your own notes, it sounds like. <laughs> Did any of my bonfire create a sort of liquid uh, molten metal that I could put into a quill and write with? Uh, make a uh, make a luck check. <laughs> it's going to be an eight. Okay, so there's some like rusted uh, flakes on the ground. <laughs> Brenda tender Brenda Elizabeth tenderly scoops up the rusted flakes. Okay, great. Uh, um, 
I, do, I still have my uh, my movement, right? Yeah, I just did one you action. Can, uh, move into the next area. All right. Before I do that, I'm gonna use a, a bonus action to give a, a bardic to Brenda Elizabeth. <gasps> Thank you. Um, to cast the love around me. <laughs> just like <laughs> dripping oil and stuff. And just like yeah, yeah. You know, try to keep up. <laughs> try to look extra cool, but really looking just not cool at all. I look at Astrid and say, "He's something else, huh?" <laughs> yeah, turbine. The oil uh, sure. is like kind of slicking Something. your hair back a little bit. <laughs> you still have that stupid long helmet. I forgot, or the hat, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a right, really tall yeah. obelisk shaped hat. Obelisk. Yeah, it's the big, <laughs> big old hat. <laughs> cool. That's a bonus action, and then I'm going to go ahead and run into this next room. Great. It's a very similar situation in this section. You see the the exact same thing with the different. Uh, Okay, so we got a foreman again. You can't tell what it is, but you see a little bit of. Um, make a perception check. There's a lot of smoke and whirring machines. Like it, it's like a, a bit of a mayhem disaster in here. I got a 19. So you look ahead of you through the mashing machines and stuff. You find a little hole where you can see, and you see this bronze figure. Almost looks like a dwarf, except that it's bronze with a flaming head. Got like just like kind of mm. talking to itself, like. We should go on strike. This is all bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Are we squashing a union? <laughs> Unionizes. <laughs> My father's greatest enemy. So far, enemy. we're firmly anti-toys and anti-unions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what I mean. Someone was worried about their job, and we beat him up, and then... <laughs> We Again, heard someone talking robots. about a union. These are robots. <laughs> I'm gonna take the reckless path again because I didn't. I got. A, I got hit a lot last time, and I didn't get hurt a lot. Cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and since I do have that long strider, if I have that extra dash, then I can make it all the way to the end in this uh, in this section. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Do oh that. yeah, I'll say uh, that like I, there was like a little bit of a distance before you got onto the path, so I don't think you can get uh-huh. to the very end. Well, 70. Okay. okay, let's see. You have 70 movement with that dash. That's right. I guess you can make it all the way to the end. You will take these three D4 rolls. So make your uh, D4 roll. I will. Here's the first one. Blam. That's a three. Okay, I think that's our first time getting a three. A little bucket <laughs> of molten metal just swings <gasps> by and just Collect scalds it for my your quill. <laughs> Uh, so yeah it spills like essentially lava on you Um, make a uh, (laughs) make a dex save okay my dex is actually alright let's see how this goes that is a 13 13 Uh, that passes but you will still take half this is oh you've got it Three damage again. I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> this is this doesn't. Uh, oh no, never mind. Doesn't matter. Okay, three more damage. Yes. How you looking? I'm I'm at twenty four hit points. Okay, cool. Uh, here's my next D four. I'm rolling it. That's a one. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a pass. You didn't get nothing happens. Hell yeah! And then here's my last D four that I'm rolling. It's another molten metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> You see a bucket uh, swing by with uh, molten metal, um, and then oh no, not again! <laughs> but, but to the but to your right, I try to like put my hands up like it's gonna do anything. Yeah, you put your hands up, and to your right, um, a little like furnace opens up and spits flames on you. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks just like the uh, the gnome in the portrait with like the blasted out oh, face yeah. and the white teeth. Make another deck saving throw. Okay, that is 
a 12. Okay, that passes. You will take um, four damage on this one. I rolled a four damage. Okay, I'm down to 20. You exit the end of this conveyor belt, and this bronze, muscular, dwarven figure, it, it, you would assume it's a dwarf if it wasn't fully made of metal, with a flaming mm. head and a flaming hammer, turns to look at you. It's just fucking ripped. It's a really uh, upsetting <laughs> like image. And he's like, hey, um, you've come to take our jobs. This is uh, you. You guys are scabs coming in here. <laughs> like, no, actually, I think you guys should start a union. Uh, the, the 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 clipboard guy in the other sections, you know, he 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 asked me to come get you and said that you should go take a look. Uh, make a deception check, I guess. <laughs> uh, sure. That is a twelve. <laughs> oh, he got a thirteen. He was like, "I know you're working for the man." <laughs> <laughs> and now that is back around to the top, Astrid. That is your turn. Great. I'm also gonna go path of recklessness. Cool. <laughs> so I'm D four it. D four it. Three. Three is a molten bucket hits you. Um, uh, roll a oh. for my quill. Roll a dex saving <laughs> check. Uh, do you have? You don't have danger sense yet, do you? Or do you get that? Yes, I do. So I have advantage on dex cool. checks that I can see. Yeah, you see this molten bucket for sure. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> there is definitely. A uh, I got a twelve, which is good because the other one was a one. Cool, that passes. Uh, you will take half. Uh, that is three, so you take one damage. Take one damage, great. And then the next D4 is a two. Okay, two is, I think, oh yeah, as you um, take a little bit of like molten damage, uh, uh, another Tesla coil pops out of a weird direction and uh, hits you and shocks you, uh, make a con save. Great. All these saves are actually pretty good for you. Uh, 12, Uh, yeah, you pass, uh, you take half. You take five damage from that and roll one more d4 as you are entering the end of the platform. God, another three. Okay, another it's bucket. Metal of pollu- bucket palooza. Bucket hits you. Uh, make Brenda a dex check. Elizabeth crosses her fingers to get a bucket. As should I have this thing where a bunch of buckets came out? Just I just thought that maybe I should warn you about it. Too late. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Make them with advantage. And it's another dex check. Yeah, uh, and you have advantage, right? Uh, 15. You get hit for six divided by two, so three. Because you passed. Yeah, sorry. Great. And then I guess what I'll do is crossbow this guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're at the end of the platform. You're not quite off of it yet, right? I'm not quite off of it yet. So it's just one guy, right? You see this, like, flaming-headed dwarven figure. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't look like make, when you look at it, you know that like this is not human in any way. It's just is made to look like a dwarf. Astrid, I see you're getting inspired by me. Twins, huh? <laughs> twins. Yeah, twins. Astrid, twins. All three of us. All three of us are twins. You're like those All like annoying kids on Bob's Burgers that are like the like weird <laughs> kids that like hold hands that like are yeah. uh, <laughs> they're just best friends and they don't. <laughs> You can't really make fun of uh, them. They're so strange. Uh, I got a 15. 15? 15 to hit. It clangs off of them. It doesn't hurt them at all. Uh, uh, damn. He looks at you and he's like, okay, great. You guys are all coming in here. I, I'll, I'm, I'm ready to 
I'm ready to lose it all right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you want? Rights? Better pay? I spit on the floor. <laughs> Sizzles off of I it. want all Long these metal. toys to be made right now. There's <laughs> a lot of this <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, so it's, it's now the Azer's turn. He's going to go up to um, Turbine, I guess. Cause Why? You lied to me. Because <laughs> you're the only one there. <laughs> uh, and uh, make an attack roll on you. He, he pulls out this flaming hammer mm. and he swings it at you. Mm. <laughs> and he misses wildly. Cool. Nice. And that is his turn, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that, all he can do. Next up is Brenda Elizabeth. Okay, Brenda Elizabeth, sparkling with a glittery electricity, is finally going to do what she made this build for. She is going to cast Guiding Bolt on this fucker at a second level. Oh. That's probably gonna hit. Uh, oh, does a 16 hit? 17 would hit. That's okay, because I have Bardic Inspiration. Oh, hey. <laughs> I got a fucking six. Hell yeah, that definitely hits. So that is going to be 15 radiant damage. Holy shit. Um, and now my next attack will get it will get advantage. Turbine, as you know, you, this thing swung at you. You feel a different light behind you. Uh, <laughs> not this warm, uh, horrifying, fiery light behind you. You see a glittery and jelly. A glittery <laughs> jelly light with hair standing Whoa. on ends. Shoot a glittery <laughs> jelly light forward and strike. This, it's like it's way more. It's it's a different like you know daylight versus tungsten balance you know like a whole wider <laughs> light hits this thing for a ton of damage. Then I'm gonna use my movement to get within sixty feet of this creature. So I'll do the thing right where I roll the d4. Oh yeah yeah. So I get onto this thing. I got a one. Ass. You don't have to. You don't get hit by anything. Amazing. So I uh, run as far as I can. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to now make a bow attack. Oh. With with advantage. So you're still on the belt? Yeah, so I'm still on the belt. I moved uh, 25 feet. Cool. And then I'm in my archer form. I can, as a bonus action every turn, just make a ranged attack. Oh, sick. Great. Wow. Uh, roll your attack. Uh, so I got a 17 that plus hits? 6 is 23. Cool. Uh, for another eight damage. Damn. So this turn, you've hit this guy for 23 damage, I think? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's looking, he's sturdier than the and guy And then I before. did my 25, uh, I did my 25 movement, and then does this have a dash property to it as well, free dash? Yeah, I think what makes sense is I say like every 20 feet of the thing, you have to roll a d4. So you've, uh, okay. if, you got, if you've gone 25 feet, you'd have to roll one more this turn. Okay. Uh, I got a three. Isn't that the Bolton one? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yes! funny that you're excited for that. Brenda Elizabeth, look out for the Bolton one. <laughs> yeah, a Bolton bucket swings I take out overhead. an empty quill just waiting for it. Uh, yeah, this molten metal falls onto your hand, burning you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it gets on the quill, I guess. <laughs> and then is it a deck save or do I just take the damage? Oh, yeah, it's a deck save. Sorry. Uh, that's a four. There's no way I could pass. <laughs> no, unfortunately. That's six damage. And so I moved a total of 50 feet, right? So I'm 
because I had the free dash. Yes. Do I need to roll again, I guess is my question. Uh, yeah, roll the third one, third and final <laughs> one. Uh, it's another one. Cool, so you pass. Uh, so you bring Elizabeth on the edge of that um, conveyor belt. Uh, uh, next up is Turbine. Do I have a sense of like what, what kind of shape this this dwarf guy is in? He's sturdier than the the first Foreman bot you saw. This is like the head okay. Foreman, Foreman bot prime. Uh, <laughs> 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 he uh, he definitely is pretty hurt though. That I mean, uh, Brent Elizabeth's shots really fucked him up, but uh, <laughs> he has a little more health than that guy. Brenda Elizabeth smiles amicably. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. Then I am going to I'm going to cast dissonant whispers on him, Whoa. or as it's going to take the form with with turbine is going to be like just the the most horrible sound from his hurdy gurdy, uh, <laughs> just cranking out to this like awful discord like. <laughs> what happens? Um, when you cast that? <laughs> discord melody. So target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it'll take 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far away as its speed allows from me. Cool. Rolled a seven. So it fails this wisdom save and it has to uh, run away from you this turn? It has to take first 3d6 uh, damage and then uh, if it has a reaction, it has to uh, try to run away from me. You roll your 3d6 and tell me what you get. That is 10. Cool. So it takes 10 damage? Yeah. (laughs) My ears! My flame! His ears are already on fire, and he's like, my flaming ears! (laughs) He's like, buckles a little bit, uh, and he has to use his reaction to move away, is what you said, right? That's what it's, yeah. Okay, so he uses his reaction to move away from you. He can't leave the area, because there's a closed door, but he's like, getting, he's like, backed up against the wall. Like a wrestler on, on ropes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now it is. So is that the end of your turn, or you I think that's everything cool. I am able to do? Awesome. So uh, turbine, that was the end of your turn. You frighten this this horrifying creature <laughs> in front of you with your music. Um, <laughs> and now it is uh, back at the top, Astrid. Uh, you see this um, this weird flaming dwarf scared of the hurdy gurdy. <laughs> you coward, get back here. I'm not a coward, uh, I'm brave. I, I, run, <laughs> I run up to him and I once again say, You will remember the name Astrid Starboard. Why do you say that to people you're trying to kill? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, this clearly glitches my brain a little bit. I hadn't thought about that at all. Um, I'm so sorry. And I, I um, attack him with my Warhammer. Cool. 24. Yeah, that hits, for sure. Great. Ooh, that is a 16. Cool. 16 damage. As you hit him, yeah, you take nine fire damage from this thing. Uh, as you As you hit this flaming uh, dwarf. Um, but uh, how much did you hit it for again? 16. Cool. He was like, I'll remember the name as you crush his skull and he doesn't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> Does he die? He's dead. Yeah. Maybe don't aim for the braid if you want them to remember your name. Can I take his warhammer? I mean, the flame goes out as he dies, but uh, oh, damn. if you want, uh, if you want, yeah, I'll say you can take it. Is is it better than mine or? Uh, 
<laughs> it's the same, but worse. It's probably. Oh, okay. It's probably uglier, you know, like. Oh, then I won't take it. I like the flames, but if there's no flames, I'll leave it. Yeah, as you hit him, his head and Warhammer extinguish, and he falls to the ground uh, dead. Uh, and then that door in front of you opens, and the machines behind you shut off. You have uh, exited combat. You are through this little encounter. I'm going to keep my archer starry form on in case anything else comes, and also cool. to try to impress other people. <laughs> Cool. So um, as you exit combat, you see the other teams come through. Next up is Raider Binkenbach, followed by Noah and the other two dwarves. And then finally, like a really fucked up uh, mop comes out like, wow, that guy was pretty <laughs> tough. And like uh, the two halfling. Uh, are you on vacation? Like- <laughs> Sorry, I just have been meaning to ask you. Are you on vacation? Well, if you live a certain kind of lifestyle, it's like kind of always like you're on vacation. So interesting. That's true, brother. That's so, true. I'm not chained to like a desk, if you know what I mean. I would like this job, but uh, right now, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I was kind of curious about. <laughs> if you were applying for a job on vacation, it just kind of like depends, you know. Like I, I would take this. Um, as he says that, uh, Barnabas comes down. He's like, "Great work, everyone. Thank you so much for." Uh, for shutting off all these uh, machines, it did kind of get away from me. No um, more toys. Well, well, I mean, that's not the goal here. <laughs> no more toys that. and no more unions. <laughs> we are the us, good right? guys. <laughs> the messaging here got really fucked. Uh, I'll have to work on that. Um, so uh, you guys got first. You got four. You see that your yellow bracelets light up and with four on it. Raider, Bink, and Bonk have three on theirs, two to uh, Noah, uh, and one on the final uh, group with Mop. Barnabas regards the the group that came in last. He's like, um, sorry to say this, guys, but uh, it seems like we're just gonna have to move forward with these nine. Uh, thank you so much for interviewing. Um, it's been really nice to get to know you so well. I forgot. I don't know what are your names. Uh, <laughs> as the halfling, the the two halflings who haven't said anything. <laughs> no, never mind. Sorry, your tall companion took the spotlight. <laughs> I'm mop. There's uh, sort of no point in you learning their names. They're not going to win. Uh, that's actually interesting. Yeah. In fact, they're actually, uh, the process is complete for them. And uh, he presses a Can button. Can I on his... watch to make sure they don't get, like, killed? Yes. But you watch as he presses a button on his wristband that opens a hole in the floor. They just fall through. And he's like, I'm just sending them back to the town. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, they'll be, you could they'll just be fine. call them a cab. Oh, cab. Interesting. Could be a good toy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, that, that... If we get the job, will you teach us how to make these trapdoors? Because that's very interesting. Oh yes, if you get the job, uh, there's plenty of uh, trapdoor work that we. You have a have. big trapdoor that goes to the town. It shoots out to the <laughs> bottom, and then they can go to the town. Oh, like an anus for the obelisk. It doesn't go all the way to the town. They'll they'll be outside of the obelisk, and then they can. Okay. It's not going to spit them out into the center of the town. They didn't just fall into some sort of oubliette situation. That's Oubli- what we're concerned what? about. Oubliette, like a like a yeah. like a like a prison, some dark dungeon thing. Oh God, no! I would never do that. Um, Spikes. You can make an inside. Can you just check real you quick? Want. Can you yeah. just real quick open up the trap door just so we could peek down, make sure. <laughs> I, uh, I got a three to my insight. Okay. <laughs> what does my three insight say? I got a 10 on my insight check. Cool. I got a 21. Cool. So Astrid, um, Turbine. Yeah, this guy might fucking have chopped these people up in a weird prison <laughs> at the bottom of this. Yeah, this is a... S- cool. 
This is the fucked cool. part of this. I can tell. I can tell by looking at him. <laughs> Brent Elizabeth, he's telling the truth. Uh, he was just sent them I'm back. I'm afraid I must defend this man's otter. What, the fucked Barnabas? You have my steed, <laughs> Barnabas. We had the, the steed's in the atrium. We can go say hello to <laughs> your steed in a second. No, metaphorically, metaphorically. Oh, I uh, thank you. Hey, you know, we don't have to be this hostile towards the person who's interviewing. I, I make like a sort of like eye. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I, like, do you want a job or not? I can't oh, talk. I want a job here, and I'm keeping my eye on Why you. Why do you look like Robert De Niro? I'm keeping my eye on you, <laughs> fuck Barnabas. <laughs> You haven't mentioned that I'm wearing a Robin Hood costume. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. We should get into costumes here. We could do that. Uh, so as you guys exit this area, Barnabas opens this next circular door, and you come into um, a new room that has sort of glass walls that overlook. It, it looks to you like it couldn't possibly make sense, but it overlooks, like, the ocean. You can make an inside perception roll if you want. the ocean. It's going to be a 16. A nine. Uh, I got a nat 20. Yeah. So this is like a digital like background that is uh, making this area look, you know, like where they want to be. And so you see this glass pit looking area um, mm. that Barnabas leads you all into. Pit's the wrong word. It's it seems fine. <laughs> I mean, but uh, <laughs> I point, point my eyes and put Barnabas again. <laughs> like, ah, pit uh, here. Huh? That's good. Get him back for pointing at my horse so much. I personally support torture of all workers who aren't working hard enough. I think this pit is beautiful. I'm learning a lot. And that's what I'm, I am learning a lot about this outside perspective. Because sometimes, you know, the last 50 years I've been inside here and I'm realizing that uh, I did not quite think through how this could be perceived. So these are good notes. I'm not rejecting any of this. As you enter this glass area, uh, Barnabas says, this is... um, the, where the majority of the ideas are born here. I'd like to introduce you all to one of the few other not robotic beings here, or not fully robotic, I should say. This is Namfari. He's one of the few creatives working at the facilitator. You see, like, darkness pass over you as, like, something flies over your head, and you feel the ground shake which is kind of hard to do here with the ground that absorbs. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we've sound. investigated this ground. Uh, I, I jump <laughs> yeah, we start, start jumping up like again. The shaking is for me. <laughs> so you all are jumping up and down for some reason <laughs> as this hulking figure. Brenda is very still. Brenda's super still Brenda as Elizabeth. as uh, Brenda Elizabeth's super still as turbine <laughs> and Astrid Hop for some reason as this hulking figure hits the ground with a massive force that shakes the room a little bit. Uh, you look up to see huge wings outstretched that fold back in. You see a human face with a human chest uh, and, and huge lion-like arms and legs. And this, this big creature shakes its mane out. But as you look at it closer, you see part of its face is robotic. It has a like camera-like eye that moves around like it's like fucking Mad-Eye Moody or something. Um, it's got uh, two robotic legs and one of its wings at the bottom has like metallic feathers on it instead of uh, regular um, feathers. Regular feathers? Uh, it's it's a like part sphinx, part robot. Wow. Um, Robo sphinx. I'm still Robin Hood. I'm still concentrating on my starry form, but I do take out my sketchbook to doodle this magnificent creature. <laughs> 
Ask us what riddles you would like. I'm a straight A student. <laughs> Astrid has no idea that her, her dad is paying for her grades. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> this Meccano Sphinx shakes its mane out and says, Hey right, guys, um, let's get the meeting started. Oh, I was hoping I could guide bolt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. I like your problem-solving energy. Uh, and uh, that's where we'll end the episode. Yay! Great. Very fun to, ha- you know, electrocute everyone so many times. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the second episode of this um, obelisk campaign. You know, uh, stick around next week for the, uh, as, as we're now just calling it, baby, the art <laughs> The Zark Ark Bark. Yeah, it's it's not alienating that name. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not alienating to us, and we're all that matters. Yeah, we're doing true. this for that's us, and matters. other people are just putting a little glass up to their ear to the wall and like listening in <laughs> yeah, on what you we're doing. Creep. Oh, creeps! Listen yeah. to us play. If you're listening to this, you're our little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, if anybody wants to plug anything, please, uh, you know, uh, thanks, Emily, uh, Trap, and Siobhan for hanging out. Anyone have anything they want to plug? Just the Great British Baking Show is really fun right now. Any TVs? Uh, yeah, that's what I should say. Any episodes like, of TV that anyone wants to plug? I've been playing the video game Hades, and it's really good. Ooh, I, I guess what I would it. plug is the good things happening in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what's been on my mind lately? Good things happening in the world. I don't know when this is going to come <laughs> out. Maybe I shouldn't plug say plug, just like. Just good things happening. Does anybody have anything they want to say? Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with the Ark Bark. Um, Emily says this, that I should say this. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Bye, sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> I do it better. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it right? Bye, sweeties. <laughs>